Hello everyone, and welcome to Battle City Broads, our Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast where we watch every episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters and discuss it as well as plenty of other things along the way. My name is Ellie. And my name is Jenny. And this week we're looking into the future. Or no, that's Ooh. that's not we're we're psychic. <laughs> I'm I've got I'm not a hundred percent on the ball today, okay? I don't know what it was about this episode and also just today, but I, I wasn't feeling it. No, no, that's a Shizu. <laughs> a Shizu can uh, that's true. uh read the future. Esperoba is just a psychic. He can read minds. Esper. He's an Esper. That's why he's called Esperoba. In the dub, his name is Esperoba. Yeah, an Esperoba in Japanese. Before we talk about the actual episodes, though, because we did two in this one. Do you have anything else that you want to chat about? Any media recommendations? Anything like that going on? Oh, you know that I have a media recommendation. It's even related to card games. Oh, sweet. Genshin Impact has released an in-universe card game that is, like, actually really fucking fun. So, if you've ever played the Witcher game series, you'll know that the one of the best parts of Witcher 3 is the Gwent game, which is a game you can play in-universe, and there's, like, a little side quest associated with it, and it's very fun. And you basically, like, even though your adopted daughter has been stolen by a bunch of horrible elves, no hate against elves, these ones are just <laughs> horrible, uh, you just spend all your time playing a card game. Well, in this case, the card game is just as fun. It's called Genius Invocation TCG. They just released it. This is what people who play Magic must feel like. It's so good. It's so good. And it's all the characters I like. Genshin Unstoppable. And now that it's a media recommendation, you can't delete this, Ellie. <laughs> I, I'm not deleting it. I deleted you talking about Genshin one time. Oh, just because we were 30 minutes over record time and it wasn't relevant to the episode at all. Whatever. <laughs> now this, this is just going to be a thing. You're never going to let me live that down. <laughs> Every, like, six months when I find a new way to recommend Genshin Impact for everybody, I'm going to bring it up, you know? So, just get used to it. But yeah, genuinely, if, you know, the one thing holding you back from playing Genshin Impact was that you're like, damn, not enough card games. I'm sure that describes many people in the world. <laughs> you know, if it's at least one, it'd be worth it. Yeah, and I mean, I guess if there is one person out there who is <laughs> like that that person would probably be more likely to be in our podcast audience than someone else who hasn't played Genshin Impact for some other reason. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so that's my little recommendation. It's mostly just a fun thing that, like, oh, also, uh, it is fun. I have recommended Genshin Impact before. Yet again, maybe if you aren't very good at avoiding giving money to gacha games, but it is free. It's beautiful, very Breath of the Wild light. And the important thing, too shit with the card game oh yeah is that uh at least in the english dub a lot of the unspoken like dialogue that your character speaks is a clear Yu-Gi-Oh reference like nice. at one time there's like a little dialogue choice that's it's time to da -da 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 duel nice. and i was like oh so just like media rec slash Yu-Gi-Oh reference in the wild i thought that was very sweet i love spotting Yu-Gi-Oh references in the wild uh all right ellie how about you have you seen and seen red yeah um it's a book book i have read some books so I, I haven't been reading a whole lot lately, but I did recently finish a book for the first time in like way too long. I And I finished the final book in the Scholomance trilogy by Naomi Novik, which um, you <gasps> might have heard. People might have heard about this. It came out a while ago. We talked about this. So the first book is called A Deadly Education. And then the second one is The Last Graduate. And the third one, 
that I just finished is called The Golden Enclaves. But yeah, so it's a trilogy and the premise is that there's a kind of hidden magic world, a little bit sort of Harry Potter-like or whatever, and um, all of the kids have to go to this school when they're around 18. Um, the twist, however, is that the Scholomance, which is the magic school, is like completely horrible and is basically a free-for-all where monsters are trying to murder you constantly and you're desperately trying to avoid getting killed and also trying to constantly one-up your classmates and like steal their mana and stuff like that. The um, overall structure of the magic world is really sort of corrupt and filled with all of these enclaves which are really just like if you're not in them you're gonna kill to get into them and if you're in them you look down on everyone who's outside and that kind of crazy stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the premise of this book is that the main character, her name is Galadriel because her mom was a hippie, but she goes by L because she finds her name super embarrassing. And Love she that. was Love like that. prophesized when she was born that she was going to be an incredibly powerful evil sorcerer who would destroy like the destroy all of magical society. And sounds like shit anyway. Um she has been struggling against this her entire life in a way that's very funny. And then there's a guy who's at the, there's this other guy who's at the school whose name is Orion Lake, who is like the son of the most famous wizards in the country. And he's supposed to be the chosen one who can like destroy all of the evil monsters. And like the two of them kind of have a on and off again romance rivals to lovers thing going on. That sounds so fucking good. Oh, I love that. The first two books are their school time when they're trapped inside the school and can't get out. And then the four the third book, the final book, is like the one where after they get out, everything kind of explodes and they go all over the world and just a bunch of stuff happens that I can't even describe because it's spoilers. But mm -hmm. the first two books I liked. The third book I really, really, really enjoyed. Ooh. Which was great because it's always kind of a risk when they change drastically change the setting partway through the series when the whole premise of the first two was that everybody is trapped in this one setting. Yeah, but I actually like really liked it and I thought it was very cool. And um, Ooh. Naomi Novik actually wrote my all-time favorite fantasy series, the Temeraire series, um, mm -hmm. which is like the Napoleonic Wars, but with dragons and you ride a dragon so and it's fucking so fucking insane. good. But then she has also written some other books that um, I was like, these are just fine. And so... And I feel like all of her book, they all feel so different that just because Naomi Novik wrote something, I have no, like, confidence that I'm going to love it, even though she wrote, like, my favorite series, you know? Because they just have completely different, like, tones and vibes. And... I like that, though. Yeah, so I was really happy that, like, this, this series, now I'm like, this has earned a place in something I like. So I really enjoy it. Anyways, I probably talked for, like, way too long about that. I'm definitely going to cut some of that when I'm editing. But, um... Yeah, I really enjoy it. The first book is called A Deadly Education. It has kind of YA-ish vibes, but it is like an adult novel, by the way. So if you like kind of like YA fantasy and stuff, but you want something with some more edge and some more adult themes and so on. Cool. That does sound amazing. So It's really good. I think you personally, Jenny, would like it. I'm already very into this. I, the fact that the series is over, too, <laughs> I usually hesitate to start... Uh, unfinished series just because I like to bam through things really fast so this will be perfect oh yeah it's just a tight little trilogy all right well that sounds really interesting you know what isn't very interesting this episode <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs>
<laughs> Actually, okay, that's unfair. This first episode is not too bad. The next one. So it's a duel over two episodes that we yeah. combined into one. The first episode is not bad. The second one is a little slog, but... Since we started Battle City, we keep being like, what are we going to get to an episode that's not good? And it's like, here we are. Here we go. Here we go. Baby's first dud. Season's uh, first dud. We'll get over it. It took a while. And honestly, it's not even that bad. It's not even yeah. that bad. It's just not as good. I had gotten so complacent. Yes. Having these awesome episodes one after another that then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember the... A pretty decent portion of this show consists of people playing a boring card game. <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of what we signed up for. Anyways, all right. So this episode is called Espa Roba, the ESP Duelist Part 1. That's the English title. The Japanese title is Esper Roba, Psychic Deck Terror. So or this duel is against a new one-off character, Esperoba or Esperoba. If you're not familiar with the term Esper, I think it's more of a Japanese thing, but it is like psychic or someone who uses ESP. So Esper. Mm-hmm. So they just made it Espa in the English so that it's instead of it being like his title, it's just a name that is a pun name, which fair enough. There, honestly, if you say it fast enough, it's indistinguishable. Exactly. It's not as big as a name change as some of the other ones we've witnessed. I had to try to kind of speak very specifically when I was saying it to make sure people could actually hear the difference of what I was saying. Esper. Esper. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the air date for this first episode, episode 58, was June 5th, 2001 in Japan or January 25th, 2003 in the U.S., So, we open up with, there's a duel going on between aforementioned Esperoba, who, I guess we should describe what he looks like. Oh, I, I, yeah, I think we absolutely should. It's weird. He's a short guy. We got another little guy, kind of like Yugi. Another little guy, but a mean little guy. A mean little guy. He has greenish-blue hair. It's like light mint green, basically. And a pink jacket with it almost looks like a wave pattern black collar and black stripes yeah on it in black i mean it's not a bad design he's he's just a snobby little guy <laughs> the two things i think are important about his design is that his green hair light green hair falls on like this weird mullet thing that most importantly covers his ears that will be relevant and he looks like a freak this is important for a, a point that i'm going to set up later He's like a mild freak, but he's a freak. Hang on a second. I'm trying to remember. Does he remind you of somebody? Yeah. I am intrigued. I feel like there's someone in Pokemon who looks a lot like him. I think the psychics in Pokemon actually kind of like the psychics you fight. Yeah. Now that you mention it, actually, yeah, he looks a lot like the little, the psychic trainers. But I think I was thinking of Bugsy, but I just looked up Bugsy and he doesn't actually look very much like Esperoba at all. (laughs) He's got the vibes, though. I don't know. But they have similar vibes. Anyways, that's not actually important at all. What's important is that Esperoba is dueling Rex Raptor, or Dinosaur Miyazaki we've seen before. So this is one of the opening duels of Battle City, these guys. And Roba has handily defeated him because of his psychic powers. He knew just what card... Rex was going to play. Rex has been defeated and he's forced to hand over his blank locator card and his best uh, rare card, which is called Serpent Night Dragon. Mm -hmm. And Roba's like, who's going to challenge me next? 
really quick funny line where mm-hmm. when uh when he hands his card to Esperoba, he's like, take care of Serpent Night Dragon. And Esperoba's like, this card isn't good enough to be in my deck, but it'll be a good coaster for my drink. Wow. Brutal. I'm pretty sure in the sub, he was like, it's a good card, but I run a psychic deck, so. <laughs> Yo, in this one, he's like, your card sucks and I hate you. Really setting him up to be just a very annoying little prick. <sighs> Fair. Yeah. Incidentally, Joey has run up and is watching this duel go on. When Roba's like, I'm looking for a new opponent, there's a bunch of random NPC background duelist guys who are like, uh, I'm not so sure about that one. I don't think I want to duel a guy with psychic freaking powers. He spots Genoshi and is like, why don't you duel me? And Rex tells him, don't do it. You can't possibly do it, Genoshi. He's going to read your mind and he's going to know like all of your moves and everything. And then, <laughs> and Genoshi's like, so you're saying that I can't possibly win that, that that you think that. And Rex is like, yeah, you can't possibly win. And Joey's like, I'm going to fucking fight him. You just watch me. <laughs> Joey's like, joke's on you. There are no thoughts in my head to read, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Strategy? Never thought of it. Also, he says that, you know, he's still trying to become a true duelist and there's steps that he learned from Yugi, which are one, never turn your back on a challenge and two, always challenge whoever seems like the strongest opponent, which I mean, I can't deny that those are things that Yami Yugi will do, but I don't know that Jinochi is taking the exact right lessons here. Yeah, I don't think, I think Yami's in a different class. I think that's his duelist code of honor. Joey can, like, work things out a little more. But it's Joey we're talking about. Yami can just do shit because he never loses. Because he's king of games. Sorry, Joey, you're not king of games. Joey, you don't have Yami's plot armor, I'm sorry. Yes, you don't craft an elaborate emotional connection with everybody you're dueling or crush them, so. I thought you were going to say get a crush on them. I don't know why, like, I misheard you for a second. Joey does have a huge... I think most people who have defeaten Joey in... Defeaten? Defeaten? Defeated? Oh. Mm, you did whatever. say people... <laughs> Sorry. Edit that out. No. <laughs> I, I can't make fun of you for misspeaking. It's pretty cruel of me. I was just amused by people who have defeated him. Oh, no, you misspeak all the time. It's part of the humor. But anyway, the whole point is anytime Joey gets beat or nearly beat by someone, I do think he gets a little like doki doki. I think that's a very important part of his character. I think there's several people in this series who you could say that about. Um, Anyway, yeah, so Esperova's like, oh, you're the runner-up from Duelist Kingdom. Yeah, I'll duel you. You're a good player. Cut to the hospital where Shizuka is recovering. After her eye operation, she still has, like, bandages over her eyes, so she can't see yet. Honda is there to visit her. He tells her that Jinochi's dueling and then he's like, let me go get a computer so that, because I thought you might want to watch the duel. And she's like, I can't watch the duel because I can't see. And he's like, oh yeah, sorry, that was insensitive of me. I'll describe what's happening to you. (laughs) It's so funny. He was like, oh, like, uh, don't worry, we can watch the duel together. And she's like, Tristan, Jesus. Yeah. They have the scene too of like uh the end of the scene where he also like opens the computer to start streaming and he's like, I don't even know how to turn this on. Yes. Which at first I was like, ha but then I was like, Oh, I guess it is like early two thousands, so laptops are actually new. Yeah, he opens up this laptop and he's like, I don't know how to use it. Hang on, let me go get the nurse. <laughs> okay, well, actually when he came in, at first what he said was 
I borrowed this from the nurse's desk. And I thought that was like a euphemism. And I was going to be like, you see, he stole the hospital computer. But he actually did ask permission to borrow it, as we find out in a second, because he has to go get the nurse to teach him how to turn it on. Okay, that does not happen to the dub. And the dub, he's just like, whoa, how am I supposed to turn this on? Which was still funny. But uh, it was funny because I was like, is that your computer? What are you talking about? Why do you not know how to use it? But whatever. Like, man down so bad that he's like, I have to buy a computer to impress my friend's blind sister who I want to date but you know what he would honestly an important part of Tristan's character is that he would just do anything for his crush it was true with Miho in season zero and we're starting to see it now it's not too bad this episode yet again but it's it just gets worse slowly I did dislike these scenes but it wasn't because he was being a creep. I just thought he was being really fucking stupid. Um, but we'll get to yeah, it we'll as get it approaches. And it was playing into a trope that I really dislike. But we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, also, Anzu's like running around looking for Yugi still. Like she was the past couple episodes. We just, there was just these random shots of Anzu running around like, I was late to the tournament for no reason. <laughs> and just like, yeah. It's yeah. still continuing to happen. She's still looking weird. She does actually do something this episode, so I can't blame her. One thing. So Yami Yugi is walking around. Um, if I say Yugi, I mean Yami. We do not see regular Yugi these two episodes at all. It's it's all Yami time all the time now. Um, which is fine. It's just kind of an interesting thing to notice. I, f- I think that's going to continue being the case for like most of Battle City, that it will be like Yami who's active, even when they're not dueling. Which, like, in Duelist Kingdom in the manga, it was usually Yami who was in control. Mm. But in Duelist Kingdom in the anime, it was almost always Yugi and Yami was only taking over like during the duels. So we're kind of seeing more of him now. Um, yeah. Anyways, he hears people talking about, oh, a duelist with ESP. like, And he thinks, oh, I wonder if that has some connection to the rare hunters. Huh. Goes off to like try and check that out. But then he figures out that actually it's just Esperoba and Yami will spend the rest of this episode standing on the rest of these two episodes standing on a roof watching this happen. <laughs> I was like, how did he get up there? Like he's just standing on top of this building. It just it doesn't look like a, a place that would be like publicly accessible. <laughs> Millennium puzzle makes you float. Easy. Sure. Whatever. That's such a weird dub change, because in the dub, he actually hears kids saying, like, hey, that Joey kid from Duel's Kingdom is dueling Esperoba. And he's like, oh, Joey. It's not really consequential, but I was like, oh, that makes sense. That, like, he might think that if, if they're talking about a duelist with psychic powers. Both make sense. That's a really random, like, tiny thing to change. But whatever. Yeah. They stake their cards, and Roba's taking this, Esperoba's staking this card called Jinzo, which we'll talk about later when he actually, like, plays it. Oh, I'll have lots to say about Jinzo. Esperoba, he goes into this, like, psychic, pretending to be psychic thing. He literally goes, beep, 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 with his hands on his head, and is like, I'm contacting the mysteries of the universe. Okay, in the dub, it's slightly different. He does the, like, he's, like, doing, like, wailing. The important thing is he's being a dramatic little freak. Good for him, honestly. And Joey is like, what the fuck is going on? Also, Jinochi is scared of magic powers and shit like that, so. Superstitious guy. Joey tries to go ahead and summon this monster, but then he's like, oh, I can't do it. Esperoba sticks out his hand and is like, denied. And then when Joey's like, did he use his psychic powers to stop me summoning the monster? <laughs> it's either Robo or I think it might be Rex. It's like, no, you idiot. You forgot that you have to tribute sacrifices now for high-level monsters. And 
that all the random people watching are like, this idiot doesn't even know the new tournament rules. <laughs> it was Rex, yeah. And I was like, part of it is it's another dumb Joey moment, but at the same time, it's clear they sent out some sort of bulletin, my dude. And you were... I guess he got illegally invited because that rare hunter... Okay, actually, pretty funny rare hunter move if the rare hunters, like, hacked him into the tournament. We're like, we're not going to give him any of the instructional materials. <laughs> so he just never got the little booklet. It's not even his fault. I mean, he did hear Kaiba announcing the new rules to everybody. Oh, you know he doesn't pay attention to half the shit Kaiba says, though. That's not <laughs> okay, as soon as Kaiba starts talking, Joey's like, I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> he plugs up his ear like a three-year-old, and who could blame him yeah and meanwhile in the hospital shizuka and honda are i mean like honda's watching it and he's like oh joey's losing or he's thinking that to himself and shizuka's like how's my big brother doing and then honda decides for no reason really to just fucking lie to her and be like he's totally acing it he's destroying this guy he's beating him so badly that he'll definitely win like really really soon as embarrassing in probably the next turn and shizuka's like wow that's awesome <laughs> which He's not even lying well. That's the worst part is he's not even being like, oh, no, he's doing pretty well. Da, 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 da. Like, it's close, but he's doing well. He just, he constantly, like, every turn then has to backpedal and be like, oh, no, he's he's just toying with him. Ha, ha, ha. It's like, dude, if you're going to lie, just be like, he's playing well. And honestly, you promised to do a play-by-play. You should just be saying what's happening. If I was Serenity, it seems like they're implying that basically he's, like, in sitting in silence watching while she's just like, hey... How's it going? And then he gets her, gives her an update every, like, five minutes. Exactly. I mean, the best case scenario for Honda to do, like, the thing that would actually be the most sort of helpful or friendly to Serenity would be for him to say, like, he's playing this, and then his opponent's playing this, and then maybe, like, explain to her what that means, because I don't think she knows how to play Duel Monsters, really. Um, mm-hmm. The other option there would be for where he's worried about, you know, saying that Joey's losing would be for him to like, just downplay it a little without straight up lying. Just be like, oh, man, I don't know. He seems like he's at a disadvantage. But you know how Genochi is. He always pulls shit out at the last he's minute. He's the underdog. Like, just, exactly. Like, and it's not like Shizuka doesn't know like what her brother's general deal is or like she would be so sort of fragile, you know, that she would just melt at the suggestion that Joey might be not completely winning. I don't know. It just really drove me crazy. This is the whole problem with him, this entire dynamic for the rest of the show, is that, like, she is... I want to say she's delicate. I mean, she does have, has had a recent health problem, but she's not, like, she doesn't faint at the first sign of danger. She's, like, a normal... Actually, honestly, she's been through a lot, and she's yeah. pretty emotionally sturdy, and Tristan always, like, in a misguided attempt to play knight in shining armor, goes out of the way to protect her, and, like, she can handle herself. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. And so this... There are going to be occasional cuts throughout these next two episodes to the hospital room scene where Honda is narrating this duel and he's always lying like really badly and it drove me crazy because I just, it's so stupid. Why would you do this? I'm sorry. I hate plot lines in anything where people just lie for no reason and these scenes really gave me the secondhand embarrassment feelings where it was just like, why are you, stop, like don't do that. It's a little bit of rage. I hated it. I, I really didn't like it. I was really pissed off at Honda in this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Okay, yeah, so it pissed me off. Anyways, cut to another thing that kind of pissed me off for completely different reasons, but was funny. Yami is still watching the duel go on, and he's like, hmm, 
what's up with this whole ESP thing. And then he turns around and on the rooftop next to him is a bunch of just little miniature Esperobas. It's just him again, like four times. Copy pasted at different sizes, including a baby. Why? Baby with a full mop of hair. It's so fucking funny. We will learn in about three seconds that these are Esperoba's little brothers. Why do they all look exactly like him down to their outfits? Why? They explain why. They explain why. No, they don't. <laughs> Not in the sub. <gasps> they do in the dub. <laughs> they don't give any explanation at all. They're just like, that's our big brother. And it drove me crazy because I was like, why do they look like that? Does, does Kazuki Takahashi think we're too stupid to understand that characters are related if they don't look identical? I feel like they indirectly do in the dub, but let's get to the when we start talking to them. The little brother squad of identical babies are all watching with binoculars from the roof to see Joey's cards. And Roba has, he's wearing a wire and they're telling him what cards they see in Joey's hand. So he doesn't have ESP, he's just cheating. Mm-hmm. Yami's like... Hmm. <laughs> Yami spends this entire duel standing there and just being like, hmm, interesting. Like, he doesn't say anything or do anything. He doesn't say anything. Like, he's just like, I'm sending Joey my own psychic vibes. Good luck. Even when he catches these little pricks cheating, which immediately, like, uh, spoilers, that gets resolved pretty quickly. But he's kind of just like, interesting. Girl, do something about it. <laughs> and he's like, I will not. I simply won't, actually. Uh, it's my turn to be on the sidelines. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting used to this whole peanut gallery thing. It's very fun. It's very low effort. Well, actually, I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty sure Yami was like, I bet Joey will be able to figure this out. And then he he does later. Anyway, mm-hmm. there's this whole thing where Joey has graceful dice and skull dice in his hand, which are these two sort of gamble cards where you roll a die and then... Graceful Dice increases your monster's attack, but Skull Dice um, decreases your opponent's monster's attack. So they're like, they're similar. He plays one of them. Esperoba says something like, oh, but you're not going to play your other dice. And then Joey figures out based on that. It's not that he was psychic. Someone could see his hand because like his hand was covering up the part of Skull Dice. Except that the two Mm -hmm. cards do like distinctly look like very different. So I don't really get why you would make that mistake it works a lot better in the manga where you can't see that graceful dice and skull dice are completely different colors and they do look identical if you cover up the guy on the left but yeah exactly in this case it's like oh they're colorblind the four little children are colorblind it's not their fault well fair enough for them to his credit joey's pretty smart in this one he figures out that like somebody must be seeing his cards he is and roba's like oh no um, enter. This was my favorite part of the episode. Yes, this is the this is what saves this duel slash episode from being a complete dud in my eyes. But wh- who saves the day, sort of? Mokuba vaults in towards the identical Robo brothers and is like, "You're cheating. You're never gonna be allowed to duel again. I'm gonna stop the duel. I'm the commissioner." He at one point tackles one of them and rolls underneath this sign thing and has to like grab them by the ankle. It's like fucking action Mokuba. It slaps. I love him. He does a whistle. He has like a little whistle. He's like, "What?" I'm sorry, I can't whistle. And he's like, "Commissioner Mokuba." I was like, "Look at that little guy go." It was it was perfect. He has so many good moments this episode. Uh. And so then the baby robas start crying and they're like, 
We just love our big brother so much, and he needs to win every duel or else people will bully us. The reason that he's, they, the four little kids say they're being bullied in the dub is they say they're carnies. They say they're carnival <laughs> they're kids. They're carnival? So that's a- <laughs> that is not four kids just was like, let's add some clown content. No, no, I think it's like, it's supposed to be a weird explanation for like the psychic gig and also why they all look the same. Like maybe they're part of like a psychic bit or like a little carnival bit, you know? In the sub, they're just like, we would always get bullied, but then people stopped bullying us when our big brother started winning in Duel Monsters, so he decided he had to win at all costs every time. Our big brother is protecting us from the bullies. And then Mokuba's like, oh, and he has a little flashback to like him as a baby with Seto protecting him from bullies. Oh, so cute. At the orphanage and is like, I'm a sucker for, for a big brother. I mean, there's also a cool moment where he looks up at Yugi. Mokuba does. Even, at least in the dub, he explicitly thinks, oh, I think Yuki would probably let them go. Oh, that's Because cute. as long as they're not cheating anymore, there's no use punishing them. Yeah, no, in the sub, they just look at each other. There, There's no, like, thought. In Mokuba, it was like a sweet little future brother-in-law moment for the little prize ship <laughs> I definitely got... I got the impression of that thought. Like, I thought Mokuba was thinking, Yugi approves of what I'm doing, you know? Interesting, interesting. There is another, like, two seconds of Anzu doing nothing. I couldn't have said it better myself. R.I.P. <laughs> I, why are these scenes here? Like, I know that, well, I know sort of why they're, they're just like, here. remember Taya exists? And it's like, you don't actually, I won't forget. I wouldn't forget. You don't have to do this. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, don't have these scenes. You don't have anything for her to, character to do. That's okay. Just have her show up late, like, at the end of this episode and be like, guys, sorry I'm late. Because this is when she starts to actually, like, do anything. Like, what? Okay, anyway, exactly. or like do something with her, you know, put her in the hospital room with Serenity and have her tell Honda he's being an idiot. Literally anything but this. Fucking anything. It does lead to one funny scene next episode, but we'll get to that. Exactly, but then that scene happened and I was like, cool, this is a scene that I don't mind seeing, but we didn't need four reminders over the past three episodes that Anzu is like walking through the city streets. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Anyways, the duel continues and there's like a dramatic moment where Joey, he envisions how he has to keep win the battle because he wants to fight Yugi or one day. And he thinks about Yami Yugi posing really dramatically with his cape blowing in the wind. And I was like, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. There's some more, like, dual stuff that doesn't really matter. And then the cliffhanger on this episode is that Esperoba brings out his most powerful monster, which is Jinzo. Or the Japanese name of Jinzo is Psycho Shocker. Um, and what Jinzo... Not gonna lie, okay. I hate Jinzo. Um, I don't like his face. <laughs> I can like Jinzo a lot more when I'm like, he's literally just Hellraiser from Hellraiser. If you're like, describe him, like, have you seen Hellraiser? No. Okay, look up Hellraiser. <laughs> I mean... Look up Pinhead from Hellraiser. He's like a more sci-fi version of Hellraiser. You're not wrong, but it's just I vibe. don't like him. That's fine. He just has bad vibes. He makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I don't like how his skin's wrinkled. I hate his little glasses. I don't like his fucked up little head. Yeah, he's got a bad head. He looks like if if Darth Vader's mask was only the front part and his bald, his old bald head in Return of the Jedi when Luke takes off Darth Vader's mask. <laughs> but it was Horrible. only in the front. Horrible. And they just left uh, his old wrinkly head in there. Um, sorry to 
Anakin Skywalker who doesn't deserve this comparison. I respect him so much more than that. <laughs> rough. Arf, arf, rough. But yeah, I don't like it. I don't like that you can see the veins on his, his little head. And he, he shoots eye beams and stuff. I don't know. I just don't like him. Fair enough. Sorry, I'm in the Google image search for Jinzo, and there are, like, some variants of him. And there's one called Jinzo Jektor, which is him, but with a much cooler outfit and, like, tentacle hair. And I like this one. This this is a better, this is a superior Jinzo. Here, look at this picture. I've, I've never seen this. A less revolting Jinga. 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 Jinzo. <laughs> My, oh, I kind of like, I this is like Doc Ock. He's kind of a cool looking guy. He looks like a Doc Ock or, um thrusting his chest out a little sluttily. I like that. Exactly. I I thought of um, the uh, Ultimate Universe version of Reed Richards from Marvel. The Maker is his name. A a semi-obscure, but not super obscure, Marvel Comics villain that I'm very fond of, who has a similar headpiece. Don't know that guy, but I love all the belts. He has a similar headpiece and slutty energy, so... (laughs) Mm -mm. Love a good slut. Uh, Anybody who listens to this podcast... And is familiar with Marvel Comics, but isn't part of the, like, very particular slice of Marvel Comics fandom that I'm in, will be like, you're insane for saying that he has slutty energy. But if you had read all of the Ultimate Fantastic Four comics that I have, you would understand. (laughs) (laughs) Don't comment unless you've read all of Ultimate Fantastic Four. Okay, goodbye. I mean... Okay, but, like, really, though. <laughs> Next Yu-Gi-Oh! episode. Next Yu-Gi-Oh! episode. <laughs> Ultimate Fantastic Four. Can I take a tiny 10-second detour to say that Ultimate Fantastic Four is, like, hot garbage, but in the most entertaining way possible? Like, it's 10 volumes of the most bizarre shit you've ever read, but they always keep you guessing. And I've read it, like, three times. <laughs> it's really stupid. Perfect. No, that was just our intermission media wreck. Take it Yeah, uh-huh. No, it's, it's not a wreck. Like, don't, but also do. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a wreck in terms of know exactly what you're getting into. You make the decision. Um, All right. Yeah. So what about this next episode? Next episode. I'm sorry. I keep getting so off track because I don't like these episodes. Oh, I think this next episode is going to go by really fast because it's all fucking dueling. (laughs) Yeah, because there's like nothing to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So the next episode is episode 59, Esperoba, the ESP Duelist Part 2, or the Japanese title is... Courageous Stakes, Spin Roulette Spider, which that's our our sort of featured monster for this episode, is the Roulette Spider. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's a trap card, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of duel. Uh, Esperoba has a magic card that boosts Jinzo. Jinzo is so powerful. Joey's like, I'm going to play my classic, classic combo of Baby Dragon and Time Wizard, and then I'm going to get the Thousand Dragon. And I was like, well, it's three minutes into the episode, so this is clearly going to go wrong for him. And I thought it was just going to be like, oh, he hits the skull and Thousand Dragon gets killed and stuff. But instead, no. God, is so fucking stupid. He successfully gets Thousand Dragon. And he's like, Time Wizard always destroys, like, machine monsters and Jinzo's a machine monster, so I better see it be fucking dead right now. And Espero was like, actually, Jinzo is a machine monster, but he's not like other machine monsters. He's built different. Uh. He's got cyborg parts. <laughs> and he can never die. He's got special dye titanium alloys that make him impervious to rust. I was like, fuck off. That's some duelist kingdom bullshit. Exactly. It was really stupid. Come on. Uh, it was. I mean, when you look at the guy, he does clearly look like 
He's from the future. He doesn't look like he would be affected by rust, but the rules. Who gives a shit? That makes him too strong. He already has an incredibly powerful ability. Fuck off. (laughs) Did we actually mention his ability? It's that you can't play trap cards against him. I think it's just about to come up. Okay. Which is genuinely a very good ability. Like I said, it's an incredible ability. In the hospital room, again, Honda is lying to Shizuka for no reason. And he's like... Um, the only reason I'm, uh, that the duel is still going, uh, that I'm confused when I'm looking at the screen is because Joey's just, like, uh, dragging it out for a really long time and playing with his opponent, and I don't understand why he won't just beat him already. Again, I, I don't like it. So it's stupid. so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> well, at this point, the nurse comes in, Yeah, right? the nurse comes in, and Shizuka, and, um, Tristan is, he went off somewhere, I can't remember where exactly. Oh, yeah, he goes off to call Anzu. That, that'll come up in a second. But uh, the nurse mm-hmm. comes in and Shizuka's like, can you can you check the computer and can you tell me who's winning? Which I was immediately imagining the nurse being like, I don't understand what this dual monsters thing is. Explain it to mm-hmm. me. But, like, that doesn't happen. Anyways, um, Katsu Anzu sitting on the park bench. Finally, a scene with Anzu in it where, like, something actually happens. Grandpa suddenly sneaks up behind her and puts his hands over her eyes and she freaks out and is like, ah, and hits him in the face. Which, like, Grandpa, why? Come on. I personally don't like being snuck up on, so I think that might just be me being, but I was like, my skin just crawled. Like, I was like, and it's just Grandpa, like, he doesn't mean anything by it, but, like, I hate when people do that shit to me. I feel like that guess who it is thing, I feel like I've only seen that in anime. I kind of feel like it's, like, a Japanese thing or, like, an anime trope. I mean, it's pretty common among school kids from what I, like, from my anime knowledge, which, I mean, he, like, knew her as a kid, so it's not totally weird. But she's not really a kid anymore. I mean, she's, like, a teenager now. He's just and... being a doofus. I mean, it's it's a pretty lame grandpa kind of thing to do, I guess. But I understand mm-hmm. her flipping out also. Fair. Her phone rings. She has a cell phone, which is pretty advanced for 2004, uh, for a girl in 2004, to be honest. True. <laughs> but her phone rings. Um, her ringtone is the opening theme uh, open of the show, which I thought was cute. Oh, that sucks because it's just something like I was I was looking for it and it's a lame beep in the sh- dub. Oh, that sucks. Whatever. Continue. It's Honda. He's like, hey, are you with Jinochi? What the fuck is he doing? Tell him to win the duel, please. <laughs> He's making me look bad in front of his sister. Okay, Honda. Sure. We don't see what Anzu says in response, but I am. I would like to imagine in my heart that she gave him a bit of a talking to about how he was being stupid, but I don't know if that actually happened. That would have been way more interesting Taya content than everything else they showed us, so of course they can't do that. They cut away from it, so I'm just- I I can at least imagine that happened. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Meanwhile in the duel, uh, Jinochi plays scapegoat, the little goat guys- there's this sort of reflector monster thing that makes Jinzo even more powerful. This is definitely the point where I started tuning out of the duel, like, hardcore. Well, the important thing about the reflector doesn't make him more powerful. It's a monster that, like, reflects any attempts to attack it uh-huh. uh, and also destroys the monster. So it's, like, basically he's like, oh, you can't attack me because Jinzo's too powerful. And then I have another monster on the field that will, like, deflect anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm double guarded. Haha, <laughs> idiot. 
And then I think this is when Shizuka is like, hey, the nurse told me that Joey's losing. She's basically like, don't baby me. I want to know what's actually happening. Like, please don't lie to me. She's way too nice about it, though. She's like, I forgive you. I just know you're trying to be nice. But like, it's okay. I can handle it. Like, we're a team and like all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, don't be so nice to him, girl. You'll regret that. You won't actually regret it because you're too nice to regret anything. But like, you should regret it. <laughs> um, Joey's like, oh, no, I might lose. And then suddenly he hears Anzu coming through the crowd and it's her and grandpa and they're both like don't give up and then Anzu's like Honda told me to tell you that your sister's depending on you and gives him a big old two fingers up peace sign and he sort of turns back to the duel and then I thought this was kind of a cool grandpa moment grandpa's like look he's not giving up look at his eyes like you can see that he's the determination in his eyes which I thought was kind of a Mm -hmm. fun moment So Joey draws the card that the whole episode is named after for some reason, which, I mean, I guess there wasn't much else going on dual-wise. It's the card Roulette Spider, which is a spider that jumps onto your face, (laughs) the face of Jinzo, and Jinzo is going to be made to spin around like a roulette wheel until Roba calls for the roulette to stop. The options are, like, every other monster on the field and also the two players. Whatever the roulette wheel points at, that's what Jinzo will attack. Joey's like, if you really have ESP, you'll know exactly when to stop it. But he stops it, of course, on his own reflector monster. I will say the visual of Jinzo, who's like a creepy, freaky looking guy, like spinning around on this roulette wheel, did get a chuckle out of me. That was pretty good. Yeah, I did think it was kind of funny. I also liked when the thing jumps onto his face and he kind of stumbles around for a bit was kind of cute, I thought. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's like seeing a horror movie monster get, like, fucked up a little in, like, a very funny way. It was, like, very dark comedy. I liked it. Because of the attack reflection thingy, both of those monsters, which are the only ones that Esperoba has out, are destroyed, and uh, Jinochi wins. Yay! Even Rex Raptor is amazed, and he's like, damn, he won on pure luck alone, this crazy gambler deck. And Yami's like, hmm, nicely done. I'm not going to get off this roof, though. I'm just going to stay here. (laughs) I don't know why it's so funny to me that Yami spends these whole episodes standing on that roof. Just because I think part of me is like, okay, secret theory that is not backed up at all. But I think he's kind of like, usually I'm with the crew. Like, he's with Taya and Tristan. He's like, feeling a little awkward. He's like, I don't know if I'll be good at it. I'm just going to like, stay up here. Like, (laughs) I don't have my little crew. This is embarrassing realistic answer though now that i'm talking through this is that he's actually probably keeping his distance because he doesn't want joey to get the reputation that it's like he's only good because of yugi no i think that makes sense for sure it is funny yeah so anyways um esperoba he's been defeated and he's kneeling on the ground and crying everyone's gonna hate me now because i faked being a psychic and they're all gonna bully my little brothers and joey's like oh man you are doing it for your little brother People don't think you're embarrassing. And I was like, I do. I think he's embarrassing and should be bullied. (laughs) He should be bullied, not the babies. (laughs) Not his brothers, just him. His brothers didn't do anything. Leave the babies alone, but this guy sucks. Unfortunately, too, they're going to be bullied. If they look like that, they're going to be bullied no matter what. So, like, I don't know what winning or losing a duel. Why do they all look the same? It's because they're carnival kids. (laughs) We established. (laughs) Only, only in the English dub. (laughs) <laughs> There's no explanation in the sub at all. Siblings just look like that. You wouldn't get it. You're one to talk, you're a fraternal twin. <laughs> so true. <laughs> These guys are identical non-twins. 
Maybe they're genetic, uh, genetically identical, but just spread out over time. They've got, like, a weird dad thing going on. A weird dad thing. <laughs> I don't really know, actually, how sperm works. Okay, I don't... Uh, whatever. <laughs> Ellie's like, we don't have time to get into this. I don't know either, but it doesn't work like that. <laughs> What's that meme that it's like, I don't know if about, enough about blank to dispute you. <laughs> this doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough about... Yeah. <laughs> About human reproduction. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so Joey is emotionally affected by this, even though I'm not. And he's <laughs> like, wow, you're doing it for your little brother. That's so great. I do everything for my little sister. The wire falls out of Vesperoba's ear. His brothers are on the end of it. And they're like, we care about you, even though you lost. You played really well without, you know, like you almost won and... You didn't even have to cheat to do it. Like, you can be an awesome duelist without cheating, which is fair, actually. The two turns for which he was cheating didn't actually really help him at all, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, he'll do fine. So then there's a group hug between all the little brothers. It is cute. I guess so. I like the one with the lollipop who's always whose always nose is always dripping. That one was the cutest brother. I was just so distracted by the fact that they're all identical that I didn't have any opinions on them. They each had, like, a tiny bit. I would have had so much less of a problem with this entire thing if they weren't identical. But then how would we know they were brothers, Ellie? I don't know. Maybe the fact that they say they're his little brothers in the very first line in which they appear would have helped. Honestly, if they just they could even have the same hair color. I would. That's what I was going to say. Anime rules. All of them have the same hair color. Otherwise look different. You know they're related. That's how it works. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Esperoba's like, I'm not going to cheat anymore. And he gives Joey Jinzo and the locator card. And Joey's like, yeah, I won. I won. And there'll be more duels to come. And that is the end of these episodes. All right. Before we get into how we feel about these episodes, are there any manga differences? Um, the Mokuba stuff is not in the uh, manga. The anime added that. Okay, interesting. That's it. I have nothing else. So they actually added something pretty good then. Yeah, mm -hmm, which is fine. Okay, so how did you feel about these episodes, Ellie? I can start. Yeah, you can You can start. Dud. Uh, yeah. So we've been talking like mad shit and just being like, wow, these episodes are all so strong. I don't remember there being any weak duels. I will say, so we were kind of referring to this at the beginning of this recording, but I think this, these, this duel is not inherently bad. It reminds me of a lot of some of the more middling season one duels. Mm -hmm. And that's like, okay, it's a little too long. The pacing isn't great. It had good moments outside of the duel. And the duel had one or two good moments. Like, it would have been a very, like, mediocre season one episode. But it's easily the worst because almost all of them have been good or bangers this season. Yeah, it's just a letdown at this point that it comes in at. But I will say, not to spoil too much, but the next duel slash set of episodes is really good. So... Yeah. I'll forgive them. It's not like too many. I'm just hoping for no duds in a row now. Interesting because I remember not being a huge fan of the next duel. So we'll see how I feel about it when we actually get to it. Oh, we're going to fight. To be fair, I, I don't remember it well enough to be willing to like say, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to still have that opinion next week. <laughs> I might change my mind once we actually watch it. We're going to fight. Oh my God. Wait, I just, anytime we have a different Yu-Gi-Oh opinion. I don't think we're going to fight. No, no, I want to fight. Every time we have a different Yu-Gi-Oh opinion, it's like a fun little thing for me. So come on, let's, let's hope it's a little different. All right. Okay. We're going to fight. <laughs> There's going to be a fight. Tune in next week to hear us fight. <laughs> but yeah, I would give these a, we aren't really consistent about ranking them, but I give them like a 2.5 out of 5. Like the first episode is actually not that bad. It has all the good stuff. The second one is definitely like, honestly, 
watch it while doing something else. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to admit to you, like, how much of this episode I watched on, like, 1.5 times speed. <laughs> More than I should have. I was definitely multitasking as well for the second part. I mean, you can multitask. I have to watch the screen because it's not a dub, <laughs> so. <laughs> this is one of the first episodes, though, that I was, like, even while multitasking, I was a little, like, Oof. Come on, guys. <laughs> Oof, duh. Yeah, not one I would, like, put on for fun for any reason, really. There's some good character bits in here, but there isn't really anything that's, like, new, I guess, with the character mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, also, all the Honda and Shizuka stuff is also not in the manga. Um, I didn't mention that because I... Blacked it out. ...have forgotten. That, that's, that's an ongoing thing. I will let you know, like, when we see any interaction between... When we see Shizuka reappear or when we see any, like, Honda and Shizuka interaction... That's all anime added, like, any time that comes up. Love that. Yeah, I just... Esperoba is not compelling to me. Again, like I said, why do all his brothers look exactly like him? I would just... <laughs> I love how stuck you are on that. I don't know why it bothers carnival me. Carnival kids. They're carnival kids. It's just, like, not necessary. Well, it's like when all of Kaiba's employees were identical android women. Why? No reason. And it introduces so many fucking questions that I didn't need to be asking. It's the same thing with this. <laughs> Literally nothing about the episode yeah. would be different if they looked normal, except that, like, it wouldn't bother me. <laughs> too Horrible. Too lazy to make more than one character design. <laughs> Why do that when you can just copy-paste and, like, resize a little? Come on, easy. And Esperoba feels like it's drawing on these themes and stuff that we've had done so many times before, but in more interesting ways. Like, oh, they have ESP, but they actually don't. That's my. Yeah, I was about to say, this is like a worse version of the My Duel in some yeah. ways. Partially because the My Duel is only one episode. <laughs> and My's good and funny. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're dueling for like your little brother and I find that relatable. We see that so many times, honestly, in Yu-Gi-Oh! And it just wasn't, it was just kind of nothing. Whatever. We shall yep. move on from it to something new. Mm-hmm. I think no matter what happens, good or bad, the next duel will at least be a bit more interesting. We might see, I mean, I don't remember either. I'm and Some of these, like, I remember moments and I'm like, oh, this is a good duel. And then, like, I might be like, oh, the pacing's off or whatever. But yeah. I at least remember, I have pretty distinct memories of moments in the next duel coming up. So that'll be fun at least. Yeah. Do you want to do, like, a round of the shipping game or something to, like, end this episode on a fun note? Since I just felt like it was kind of nothing. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. Um. All right, so here's our ship game. Here's the first one. Random pairing. Jenny has to guess what it is. You probably know the deal by this point. I don't imagine this will be anybody's first episode of this podcast. If it is, sorry. We're usually a lot more positive. Um, anyways. <laughs> do you know what Mori shipping is? M-O-R-I. M-O-R-I. I don't even know if I know what that means. Well, I will. I, I shall tell you if you like. Well, yeah, give me the category first. The category is male, male. Fuck. Uh, give me the explanation now. <laughs> and the explanation is that the word mori is Japanese for forest. And a forest is, like, relevant to an interaction between these two characters. Okay, well, Duelist Kingdom almost certainly, then. I don't know if you're going to be able to, like, suss this one out, but I feel like when I tell you, you'll be like, that's fair. Mm, I feel like I know one of the characters, but the other one is stumping me. Evil Bakura is one of them, because I'm thinking of, like, the game they played. Because it's, like, in a forest. Though it could be completely off. Maybe it's, like, Weevil with bugs. No, because I'm sure Weevil and Yugi have a different one. Yeah, I feel like Yami Bakura, I'm just gonna lock that in, because it's, like, something. 
Um, I'm gonna put. I'm just gonna guess a random other dude. Can I do Yami Bakura? Okay, what's the, the gang? Yugi and Yami have to have better ship names with him because they have actual interactions. We've done the Yami and uh, Yami Bakura ship name. Yeah, so it might be. I'm gonna put in Yami. No, it can't be Yami Bakura Baby Yugi because they have to have a more interesting name than that. So it's probably Joey or Tristan. Pick one. I'm trying to think if yeah. I'm trying to think if Yami Bakura ever has any meaningful interactions with Joey. No, okay. I'm gonna do Yami Bakura Joey because Yami Bakura Tristan have like way other shit going on with like the laser battles and a bunch of stuff. So I'm gonna do Yami Bakura Joey. Okay. All right. You flew so close and got so far, but Fuck. it's Yami Bakura oh, Tristan and yeah, and Tristan because Mori means forest and Honda threw the Millennium Ring into the forest to try to get rid of Yami Bakura. Okay. Well, I was wrong in my reasoning, but closer than I thought I'd be. Yeah. See, like it's pretty valid, right? <laughs> That's actually not bad. I don't hate that because like how else would you associate those two characters i'll take that hit i'll take that okay. hit proud i got yami bakura too all right let me get another one okay this one's kind of interesting do you know what antago shipping is spelled like antagonize yeah like the, the it's, it's male male okay and the reasoning is that they're both frequently occurring antagonists Oh, I thought it was going to be people that antagonize each other, people, in which case I would have had a pretty clear answer. They're frequent antagonists? Name so because they are the most commonly recurring antagonists. Well, okay, it's definitely Yami Bukura is one of them. I want to say Merrick, but I, I obviously know the Yami Merrick, the American Yami Bukura one, because that's yeah. one of the most famous ships in the fandom. Uh, I mean, antagonist? I'm, like, a little loose on this, but I can't think of any other way you could ship them. Is it Yami Bakura and Seto? Yeah. Kaiba? You got it. Yami Bakura and Seto Kaiba. Ah! You sussed it out. Congratulations. <laughs> if you think it's antagonist in terms of, like, against the protagonist, yeah. then yes, Seto is, like, a continual antagonist. He's an anti-hero, you know? Like, he's definitely not... Exactly. He's, like, kind of a protagonist, kind of not. He's not a villain. He's not the protagonist, so... He's... He's just... Kaiba is doing... He's an enigma. Kaiba is doing being the rival different than, like, any other rival character. It's very hard to pin down antagonist, protagonist. He's just doing shit. <laughs> He's just my little meow meow and good for him. So true. Okay, damn, okay, I'm proud I got that. I honestly don't hate that because that's another ship where it's like, how the fuck are you gonna classify that? So, okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I mean, I'm glad I got it. I don't know why I'm saying I'll allow it. <laughs> You're like... I suppose that's fine. No more Yami Bakura ships. Ships. Yami Bakura ships are now illegal. I just get... got another fucking Yami Bakura ship when I hit the randomizer. But <laughs> I actually, I think we've already done this one and I need to take it off the board and I just didn't do it. Okay. Do you know what jackal shipping is? Okay. Well, <sighs> category, please. Male, male. Fuck. Uh, You're still on Yaoi train today. I mean, statistically speaking. Can you give me reasoning? Part of the reasoning that I can give you without completely giving it away is that um, jackals are like the Egyptian version of a dog. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I knew it was going to be Egyptian. So it's got to be, okay, it's male, male. It's either Merrick or Shadi are involved. Wait, wait, oh my god, wait, dog, 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 wait, okay, wait, okay. <laughs> you got so, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now I'm actually more convinced that it's Joey. Joey is one of them, because dog. Um. Okay, so Merrick and Joey have, like, interaction later, 
That would be a spoiler. But I feel like they could have another ship name. Um, or it could be Shoddy Joey, because I don't think there's anything to do with, like, dogs. I don't remember. That's really clever. Honestly, whichever one it is, I like this one, too. It's a little rough for me, personally. Um, I don't know if jo Joey and Merrick. I don't know their ship name. You know, I'm going to lock it in as Joey and Merrick, though, because I can't think of anything better. You're so fucking close. It was Joey and Shoddy. You did it again where you had God two damn and you it. were like in between this and then you went for the one that it wasn't. Uh, see, this is where if I had a guest, the guests always steer me right when I'm so close. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. I don't know um, the Joey Merrick ship name either. I'm kind of curious what it is now. Me too. Okay. I don't hate that one. That's not one. Like some of these I hear and I like shake with rage because I'm like, that's stupid. Um, This one I'm like, okay, I get it. I did get one that was, like, really, really stupid, and I was like, I'm gonna have mercy on her and skip this one. God bless. This one is at least I didn't feel completely gasping at straws. Like, grasping, not gasping. Gasping at straws. Gasping around straws. No, this time, it, it's nice to have ones that are challenging, but also, like... It's still guessable. Especially with the hint. We didn't get one of the ones where it's like, here's three random people, and then the ship name is unknown. Like, just some random noun. And then the reasoning is unknown. And you're just like, okay, fuck you then. Some guy decided this, okay. I mean, there are still plenty of those in here, which eventually you will have to encounter. Alright, yes. Okay, that was that was a lot of fun. I just wanted to wrap up on a high note. Uh, no, I'm glad to. Give me a better headspace. I like that. Well, I guess that's gonna be it for this this week yeah we're gonna finish here thanks for listening to battle city broads if you have any comments you can contact us at battle city broad on twitter without the s or by emailing us at battlecitybroads at gmail.com 